Welcome to Journey Church. We're so glad you're here today. And um, this is my favorite service all year. Uh, it is by far the largest service that we have. We just combine our services together and add a lot of guests as well. So we're just uh, excited to see everyone. And what an awesome evening to be together uh, to worship and, and to celebrate. And I want to do the same thing that Judd did uh, last night in the prison because we can never hear it too much, uh, the story about the birth of Jesus. So I'm going to read together. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Cornelius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea in Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who he was pledged to be married to, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and the men were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see the things that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they turned, hurried off, and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in their heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. That story never gets old to us, does it? Fresh every time that we read it, and it should be important whether it's read this time of year or sometime throughout the year when it's not Christmas. For the last few weeks, we've been in a series called Come and Worship, and obviously you are here tonight because you believe that Christmas is all about Jesus. You've taken time out of your busy schedules. Many of you have left family gatherings. Some of you have have put those off. Some of you have missed them, uh, certain things, because this was an important time for you to come and to worship Him. And the last few weeks, we've been talking about some ways that we can worship Him. We talked about lifting up our hands in worship and our hearts. We talked about giving gifts this morning. Next week, we're going to talk about bowing our knees, what it means to come humbly before God. But tonight, I want to talk about something that you maybe not think about very often when it comes to worship, and that is to pour out our hearts to God. We've talked about ways to do that, and one of the ways that we worship God is just to be honest with God and and kind of tell God what's at the very core of our heart. Now, for some of us tonight, our hearts are very full, uh, and I would put myself in that place. God has been so good to us. Our our family is primarily healthy. My my daughters, all three of my daughters are able to be in, and uh, my heart's pretty full. It's been an awesome year and a great Christmas so far, and a lot of you can identify with that. Things are pretty sweet for you in your life right now. Uh, You sing the songs loudly, you sing them from the heart, you have a smile on your face, you're grinning, you know, you're you're just looking forward to Christmas. And if that's you tonight and you're here, then that's awesome, and we want to just commend you and give you a blessing for that. 
make sure you remember and understand where all of this comes from, that Jesus is the greatest blessing of all. And come and worship him with open and glad and full hearts. But I also want to imagine that there are some people here tonight who may not have full hearts. In fact, you may have a somewhat empty heart tonight. And for some of you, the Christmas season is not what you wanted. This year has not been what you hoped it would be. For some of you, you might even say your life has not been what you hoped it to be because of some events. And there may be something empty inside of you. Maybe you're alone. We have people in our community, obviously our church family, who have lost loved ones this year through death, and that leaves an empty spot in our lives. There are some who have gone through the pain of divorce, and you know you are, are dealing with that, and you're, and you're hurting, still smarting because of that. For some, you're alone, you're afraid, you're worried, you're anxious, you're struggling financially. Maybe you're dealing with a job uh, loss or a health issue, whatever it may be. And you may come tonight and you're looking for something because your heart is not as full. In fact, you might even say it's empty. And I want you to know that, that we have a, a gracious God who loves you and cares about you. And you too can pour out your, your heart to God. The songs that we've sung so far have been awesome in praise and lifting up, and it's easy to sing them, things are going well. But I suspect that some of you found it difficult to sing some of those songs. You need to know that when Jesus came, he didn't just come to people who had their life all together. He came to meet us in our greatest need, our greatest need. I was looking at some of the um, scripture and some of the words that were given for Jesus coming and I was thinking about what a blessing they were and, and how they came to bring comfort and hope to people who were hurting. I love the word Emmanuel, which we sang about a few moments ago. And the word Emmanuel means God with us. To think that God actually came, left heaven in the form of his son Jesus and came to be with us. Another phrase, that he will be the shepherd of his people. That a shepherd is always protecting and providing and feeding and you know, caring for his flock. He will bring good news of great joy that will be to all the people. Just an amazing promise that, that Jesus came for everyone. He is a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel, that Jesus came to reveal God to us. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking, uh, reading quite a bit from the Psalms, the book of Psalms, and talking about the life of David. And here's what he says in 142, I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry out to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Do you see the agony that David is dealing with here, the emptiness, and how he knows that God is the one that he can come and take his praises to? Not only when he was full of joy, but whenever he was struggling as well, he would pour out his heart. And so I would say to you like David that you're welcome to bring your complaints, your troubles, your heartaches, and give them to God because he wants to hear those as well. He wants to hear you in your struggle. David says, you are my refuge. You are a safe place. And I want you to know that God is a safe place. And this is a safe place for you to come in your hurting, your time of hurting and emptiness. To know that there is a God who all of his majesty and greatness and, and still welcomes our complaints and hurts and needs. Now, he cares about them. He cares about what you're going through. But also understand that he cares because these very things are what bring us to him. They bring us to him, and we want to spend time with him, and he wants to spend time with us. 
you know, all of our kids are grown now, and, and we stay in pretty close contact with the wonder of text and, and, and phone calls and everything. But you know what? If they have a need or want, we find out pretty quickly about it. We find out what's going on, and, uh, and, and then we want to respond. Why? Because uh, we like to be needed by them. Uh, kids may not know that, and we don't want to, you know, spill the beans too much, but parents really want to be needed. You know, a couple of weeks ago, my son-in-law called me up and said, Randy, I, I've got to install a dishwasher. I just need some advice. And uh, I'm like, well, let me just go with you and help you. And so, uh, so I, I'm able to take the day, get my son-in-law down, spend some time with him, which I don't get enough time, but we get to go and work together on something. I spend four hours with him in the car. I love that. You know, he could have stuck the dishwasher in, I'm sure, by himself, but I wanted to be there with him. Our, our youngest daughter, they purchased a home, and I get to go down this week and help them. I, I like to be needed. And, you know, I, I believe our Heavenly Father is the same way. He wants to be needed he wants to feel that we call upon him whether we're, things are going great or whether things aren't going so well for us. And by the way, he has unlimited resources. Sometimes with my kids, I have to say, look, I, you know, I can give you some advice, but that's about it. No, no time, uh, no money to help you out. But God has unlimited resources, and you can call out to him. Now, just a couple of things I want to encourage you about to cry out to him whenever you're in need. First of all, remember that God is faithful that God is very faithful. Jesus came as a fulfilled promise that God knew what was going on here on the earth, that God had not, was not blinded to the hurts of men, of men and women, and that Jesus came to save the people from their sins. And if you've ever had any experiences with God, you know that God is faithful. If he's ever come through for you, if you've ever asked him in the past, you know that God is faithful and you know that he's always listening and waiting. Sometimes we just need to remember the faithfulness of God. Listen to what David said in, again in Psalms 42. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I, where can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. Do you catch that phrase, these things I remember? You know, there are times in life, and I still run into those, but I don't understand God. I don't understand why God is letting this happen or not making this happen, even though I may be asking Him, that's what seems right to me. But if we put all of our hope and trust in Him, we can know and remember that God is faithful. He is always faithful. You know, I remember God's faithfulness in many ways, but I remember 1984, and that may seem like a strange year. It was a long time ago, wasn't it? But Lori and I were a young couple. And we were desperately trying to get pregnant with no success. And I remember it was about this time of year, it was in December of 1984, that a doctor told us that we would never have children biologically. Maybe you know that. That's kind of hurtful, isn't it? It's painful to hear that kind of news. And they said, you'll never be able to have any kids. And we were crushed, but we believed that God was faithful. And we prayed and we dreamed what God might give us. And God gave us a vision of children, several children. When the doctors didn't give us any hope, God gave us a vision and a dream. And six months later, by the grace of God and, and the providence of God, in May of 85, we adopted our son Kyle. In August of 89, we adopted our daughter Lindsay. And then in 91 and 94, God blessed us with two daughters by natural birth. God is faithful. And I remember those times when we cried out to God. There have been a lot of other times in the years as well that God has just always showed up. He's always been faithful. I remember about 20 years ago when I was 
struggling, thinking, Am I need, do I need to leave the ministry? Is it time to do something else? That God once again showed his faithfulness, and God called us here. And we have been so blessed to be here. God is faithful. And when you've experienced his faithfulness, you never, ever forget that. The second thing I want to challenge you as you pour out your heart to God, remember that you can trust in his power for your future. His power for your future, beyond what you can do. In Psalms 102, David is struggling. Remember our study, those of you who have been with us the last few weeks, his son Absalom was trying to take his father's throne away. And in distress, he can't eat, he can't sleep, he's worried, he's afraid. In verse 12, he tells God all of this, but then he says, But you, Lord, set enthroned forever, your renown endures throughout all generations. See, David was struggling, but he had an encounter with God, and he had what you might call a but you, Lord, moment. But you, Lord, all these things are bad, but you, Lord, you're enthroned forever, and your renown endures. I remember, God, because you're so strong and powerful. He says, God, my life is falling apart, but you, Lord, are faithful. And I will tell you, God will always be there to help you if you call on him. And the realization that he is there and that he cares is amazing. It's amazing to discover that he, his power is greater than any struggle we may have. And so I, I hope that you will have a but you moment, a but you Lord moment for Christmas. That's a strange wish, isn't it? But, but I'd love for you to have one of those moments where you look at your life and maybe the struggles and you say, but you Lord are greater than all of those things. And even if it took a bad time or a hard time to get you to that point, it would be worth it and be the greatest gift that you've ever received. Because when you pour out your heart to God, when you remember his faithfulness and you trust in his power, you'll have a spiritual breakthrough, and then you'll come to worship him. You see, the Bible tells us of a God who loved us so much that he gave the greatest gift, his only son, first of all, to come to earth as a baby to live like we do. Can you imagine sending your child to a third world country to live? It was worse than that for God. But then secondly, to allow his only son to die as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins so that those who believe in him might not perish but have everlasting life. And that's the greatest message that I could possibly tell you about, to remember who God is and trust his power for your life. And I know that there are those here tonight maybe who need to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior. And, uh, and you may know about him. You may know he was born uh, you know, symbolically on this day a long time ago, but you don't know Jesus. And my challenge to you today would be that you need to discover who he is. And I can't think of a better time than Christmas Eve to cry out to God. Cry out to Christ for his power and his forgiveness in your life. And I want to invite you to, to invite him to be into your, come into your life as your Lord and your Savior. And right now, will you bow with me as we go to the Lord in a, in a moment of prayer and we just reach out to him. Heavenly Father, we come tonight, and God, we're so grateful because we're reminded afresh, not only by Christmas, but also by just the reading of your word, what an amazing God you are, that God, you're, you're a, a provider who is always faithful. God, we can call upon you, whether we're full of joy and, or empty, God, you're always there. So Lord, we just come tonight, and we want to pour out our hearts to you, and Lord, as, as all over this room, people are just responding to you through, through prayer and praising you or, or seeking you and asking you, God, we know that you're faithful and we know you're big enough to answer every prayer in this room. So Lord, may this be a time that we truly have a, a but you moment, but you Lord moment, that God, we would understand who you are, that you love us, 
and that you've given so much, and that, Lord, we would turn our hearts, our lives, everything over to you and trust your power for the future. Lord, I ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen.